A New Zealand town celebrates Easter by wiping out all the bunnies. A baby has been born with three penises. And mariachi bands are staying afloat during the pandemic by playing funerals. These are the weird stories for Monday on Weird AF News. This is a podcast, a podcast you listen with your ears and uh, and you like it. A New Zealand town is all about wiping out the bunnies on Easter Sunday. New Zealand hunters have celebrated a return to tradition this past Easter over the weekend. Shooting thousands of rabbits. Shooting thousands of rabbits. Happy Easter! Do you guys like the bunny? Yeah, we do too. They have been shooting the bunnies because they are an introduced species that is threatening the country's biodiversity as well as agriculture. So there's a reason why they're shooting the Easter bunnies, kids. As morbid as this sounds, what are they calling this event? Well, you guessed it, the Great Easter Bunny Hunt, where hundreds of hunters gather in a place called Alexandra Central Otago in New Zealand, to make a dent in the regional rabbit population. This is the first time they've had the Great Easter Bunny Hunt since uh, since 2017. The Alexandra Lions Club has organized this event for more than 25 years as both a fundraiser for community projects and a show of support for the local farmers whose lands are blighted by rabbits because they are agricultural pests. They're ruining the farmland. The local farmers are suffering because of these rabbits. There's too many of them. I guess they eat all their carrots and their cabbage and their guacamole. <laughs> I'm, I'm just kidding. You don't grow guacamole. Do you guys grow guacamole in New Zealand? Holy crap. It was also eagerly anticipated as a social event as well. So says longtime attendee Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey says that 25 teams of 12 shooters have traveled from all over the country to take part this weekend. It's something they look forward to from year to year, actually. It's always been the Easter Bunny Hunt that has a connotation for some people as a time of religious celebration, also a time for kids. But a lot of kids participate in our event. (laughs) Is that a pretty good New Zealand accent? I don't think so. You guys want to cancel me because of my New Zealand accent? Be my guest! Go ahead, cancel me, because I did a bad New Zealand accent. See if I give a damn. Free me from the closet. After successive cancellations due to, in 2018, the Regional Council's K5 rabbit virus release program, an extreme fire risk in 2019, and the COVID in 2020, the Easter bunny hunt this year was expanded from 24 hours to two nights this year. That was a a bit of a confusing the way they wrote that, but I guess what they're saying is it was canceled in 2018, canceled in 2019, COVID canceled it in 2020, so it was back on this year. By that time, I assume the rabbit population has swelled. Uh, It says here, between 8 a.m. on Good Friday and noon on Sunday, 12,000 rabbits were shot, (laughs) along with 555 possums, turkeys, and other pesky animals. (laughs) Oh, the turkeys are pesky? How? Possums are pesky? Are you kidding me? Possums are like the exterminators of the animal kingdom. They will get rid of all your bugs. They eat, they get rid of spiders, mosquitoes, roaches, I think. I used to have a possum that lived in the dragon fruit plant in front of my apartment, right under my balcony. That thing was a badass. 
And I assume it was in there to eat all the spiders because that, that dragon fruit plant was huge and it was basically a spider kingdom in there. Do you guys even know what dragon fruit is? Well, I mean, I lived in Chinatown, so the Chinese enjoy dragon fruit. They grow it. And uh, if they're your, your landlord, apparently they don't share the dragon fruit with you. I, I don't know why. You know, I was hoping they would give me a basket of dragon fruit, but no, never got it. I wanted to ask them, but, you know, they I don't think they really enjoyed me. Anyways, that's a tangent. Let's get back to the article about shooting rabbits, guys. Good times. Since being introduced to New Zealand in the 1800s, rabbits have overrun this area, posing a significant threat to biodiversity and the agriculture in the area. Uh, they're trying to control these rabbits. That's where this comes from. While some would see the hunt as a mass destruction type of thing, uh, the last protest over the bunny bloodshed had been 15 years ago. It's really recognized. It's a recognized pest in the area, though, overall. And the community is in full support of the Great Easter Bunny Massacre. A lot of people have them in their veggie gardens now, believe it or not. <laughs> These rabbits. Look, I know bunnies are cute. It's hard for me to get on board with just massacring 12,000 rabbits in a weekend. But, I mean, I don't know. There's just a limit to everything, right? Cute, cute bunnies. You love them, right? I love cute bunnies. Oh, you play with one? You, what, do you see one once a year, maybe? Now, imagine you're just, your, environment, your environment is filled with bunnies. That might be annoying. So I don't want to judge these people. I mean, if you can't get to your front door because you got rabbits all over the place, if you can't walk to your car without stepping in copious amounts of rabbit shit, then, yeah, I'd be annoyed as well. If I couldn't, if I went out to my garden or my, let's say I own a farmland of some sort, and I went out there to pick my veggies and they were all half eaten from cute little bunnies, little bunny teeth marks on my stalks of broccoli, I'd be pretty upset. That's my livelihood. So... You know, I, I want to be fair here. I don't want to judge. But man, I do love cute little bunnies. That being said, happy Easter, everybody. I hope you had a wonderful weekend. Please don't think of the image of a decapitated bunny right now. Okay? If you can try. A baby born with three penises creates medical history. A baby born with three wee-wees in Iraq is a first in medical history. This baby boy was recently brought to the hospital by his parents after three months of his birth as his parents observed that his scrotum was quite swollen. As doctors investigated this little baby, they noticed that he had extraordinary genitalia. One two-centimeter member sprouting near the root of his primary penis and yet another one-centimeter long schlong situated under his sack. That's exactly what it says in the article. Schlong situated under his sack. Here's a quote from the doctor. To the best of our knowledge, this is the first reported case with three penises, otherwise known as trephalia. Uh, now, what was more intriguing is that the child hadn't been exposed to drugs while in the womb, and neither did he have any family history of genetic anomalies as well. Yet he had three penises much to the amazement of the experts. Luckily, the additional phalluses... Phalluses? Isn't phalli the plural of phalluses? I'll trust the author of this article. Luckily, the additional phalluses didn't have urethras, the tube that urine passes through. Why is that lucky? Well, this allowed the doctors to comfortably operate on the boy, and the formerly triphallic 
young man was deemed problem-free during a follow-up appointment. So I assume they removed the other two? It doesn't say. Doctors have yet to pinpoint the cause of the phallic deformity, but they have linked it to other congenital aberrations, such as being born with two scrotums or anuses. Don't you mean ani? Isn't that the plural of anuses? Ani? Isn't the plotum of scrotums scroti? Oh, I don't know. Public school Jonesy's trying to get in the way of this article. Uh, so it doesn't say what the hell they did. I got a second article here. Uh, this one's even shorter. Oh, yes, in this one it says the two supernumerary penises were surgically removed with no adverse effects. So they got rid of it. So a major career in porn is out of the question for this young man. I mean, he had a future, I tell you right now. Who wouldn't watch this? (laughs) Get three penises. Who's not watching it? I'm watching it out of curiosity. I'd have to. I mean, the things you can do with three penises, you could, I mean... Join the circus, no problem, no problem. But I mean, I feel like, a, imagine the OnlyFans account of a guy with three penises. I mean, are you kidding me? Just write a check right now. You're home free. You never have to work a day in your life. You're making millions a month because of your three penis OnlyFans account. So I don't know. They, they removed the two, but in doing so, I think they just eliminated a, a cash windfall for this Iraqi baby. It's just my opinion. It says uh, someone who has two penises is called defalia. This is actually not as uncommon as you think, diphalia or defalia. It occurs around one in every five million births. The trifalia is the first ever, though, first ever documented. Now, neither one of these articles has a photo of the baby's triple member, and I'm not about to go Googling baby penis photo and then... (laughs) risk being arrested for my browser history and i advise you do not do the same just imagine it in your head and move on with your life mariachi bands have been struggling during the pandemic thankfully funerals have kept them afloat are you doing a story about mariachi bands on weird af news jonesy yes as a matter of fact i am where else would you hear a story about mariachi bands working funerals (laughs) it says here the pandemic has reshaped many of our industries maybe your own industry You guys put out of work. You work, I don't know. Maybe you work at a movie theater. Maybe you do stand-up comedy like me. That's all gone away. I do have some private shows. And if you are in the Los Angeles area, please reach out to me at Funny Jones on Instagram. And, you know, maybe I can get you into one of these private shows. Now, mariachi bands, they also fall into this category. They've had to reshape their industry. They've had to, what's called pivot I really didn't know about this word till the pandemic. Oh, I've had to, because everybody's like, oh, I've, I've just had to pivot. I've had to pivot. I've been pivoting. Pivot to stay afloat. It's like the, the most heard sentence during the pandemic. Pivot to stay afloat. They got to survive somehow. So they're playing funerals. Typically, their upbeat sounds of trumpets and violins are heard at birthday parties, weddings, and all types of celebrations that are upbeat. You know, you guys have heard mariachi bands. Maybe you haven't. I don't know. It's a thing in Southern California, though. Mostly parties. You know, quinceañeras. You guys impressed with how I pronounced quinceañera? I hope I said it correctly. Yeah, I've seen many a mariachi band since I moved to Southern California. And it's always something upbeat and happy. 
I haven't been to many funerals out here, so. But I'd imagine you don't hear a mariachi band at a funeral. It's very upbeat, as they say. By the way, just as a side note, I've always thought that mariachi bands were pretty important in the world because they seem to be the, the one niche music that has kept the tuba and the accordion in business. No other brand of music is using these instruments. They've all given up on these instruments. We're like, all right, we're moving beyond the tuba now. The occasional high school band, you know, they, they, they'll whip it out. You'll see it at a parade. But, you know, as far as like actual professional musicians out in the world playing live shows, you know, most people are like, let's do away with the tuba and the accordion. Well, mariachi bands are like, hell no. They are central to our sound. That's a sound you're going to hear at funerals now. Mariachi Nuevo San Diego is a group that's been playing up to six funerals a week during the pandemic compared to the typical few each month prior to the pandemic. Hernandez is a musician in this group and says it's very painful to see families lose loved ones, but noted that playing funerals is what kept some local mariachi bands afloat throughout the last year. Here's a quote from him. When you're singing, it's not just singing. You have to interpret the song. You have to also feel what you're singing. Feel it. And it does take an emotional toll. For me, the hardest part is when I'm at a funeral and it's an open casket. That's, that's the end of the quote. This guy, man, this guy is an emotional dude for sure. Probably gives it his all during the funerals, I'm sure. Maybe I'll have a mariachi band at my funeral. I don't know, I often think about what my funeral will look like. Do you guys ever wonder, like, what should my funeral look like? And, you know, when you think about that, you often go to the music that will play. Like, you, you wonder what music is going to play at your funeral. And, I mean, I've thought about this long and hard, and I think I think there's only one answer to that, and it's Rage Against the Machine. I think you got to play Rage at my funeral. I, I mean, that's just how I, I want. I just want killing in the name of, you know. Anybody else? Is this Is this a bit over the top? I don't know. Everyone's wearing black. It just feels like a raged kind of crowd. Well, the good news is Hernandez says they're getting back to business slowly but surely. May's looking good because people are doing the events for Cinco de Mayo, celebrating Mother's Day. May is one of the busiest months for mariachi bands, so hopefully they're turning a corner here. Um, I'd hate to see them have to just keep doing those sad funerals. Just seems, it just doesn't seem like a right fit. A funeral is more like, I don't know. The cure, like you hire the cure. <laughs> you know, whenever I'm alone with you, <laughs> you make me feel like I am home again. That's like more like a funeral kind of sound. All right, I'm overly caffeinated, clearly. I need to put this down. Yay! Oh, at least it doesn't matter what you say. I just can't stay here every yesterday. Like, keep on acting out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. I should have done an impression of a mariachi band. But I don't know any. I don't know any mariachi songs. Down, down, down in a burning ring of fire. I feel like that song was a was a, like an impression of a mariachi song, that Johnny Cash song. All right, all right. Clearly, I'm out of my mind. Just ignore all that. Let's get into the outro, what I call the outro 
of this episode. Thanks for coming all the way to the end. Coming all the way to the end. Okay, anyways. <laughs> Mind out of the gutter. Okay, I got a lot of people who reached out to me over the weekend on Instagram, and so I'm going to give them all some love. Uh, yes, uh, Savannah from Boston wrote to me, love Weird AF News, Jonesy. And uh, love you, Savannah, for reaching out and being from Boston, which is my home. You're my home. Love that dirty water, girl. Also, a Florida man wrote me a lovely note, uh, Patrick Christopher. Um, never trust a Florida man and never trust a Florida man with two first names as his name. Patrick Christopher says, I love your show and I listen to it every day on my commute to work in Pinellas County, Florida. People here are just as crazy as you think, Jonesy. My goodness. Shout out to Patrick Christopher with the two first names working in Pinellas County, which, as you all know from listening to this podcast, is an extremely dangerous county. So many of the uh, ridiculous, degenerate behavior that I cover on Florida Fridays comes out of Pinellas County, Florida. Never going to catch me there, Patrick Christopher, with the two first names. Also, I want to wish happy birthday to a listener in Belfast named Niall Brown, or it might be Neil Brown, but I think it's Niall Brown, uh, whose birthday was yesterday, Easter Sunday. Ella and Niall both listen to the show, quote, religiously every week. They say Florida Fridays makes their week. Well, big shout out to them. I didn't know I had any listeners in Belfast. I think that's really cool. Can I crash on your couch for a week? That'd be pretty fun. Also, listen to this. Alexandra, who's originally from Romania, has been listening for three years. Romania? (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Oh, man. It's unbelievable. Also got somebody from Morocco named Yassine. Shout out to Yassine from Morocco. I can't believe people all over the world are listening to this thing I record in my closet. This is ridiculous. (laughs) I do stand-up comedy for 15 years. No one gives a shit. I record these ridiculous stories about babies being born with three penises while inside a closet. Next thing you know, the the world is listening. So uh, Yassine says, I enjoy your podcast. It's a nice... I don't know if people in Morocco have a, that Borat accent, but I imagine they do. I like he's nice. I want to come to Morocco and smoke hookah with you, Yassine. That's what I want to do. I also want to go to Romania and hang out with Alexandra. What would we do in Romania? Just sit around the fire and tell stories of Dracula. Uh, also, Michaela, who lives in the uh, Southern California area, wrote to me saying that Def Leppard and Motley Crue are actually coming here to perform and uh, she wants to take me to the show. It's a hairband arena show, baby. That's what's up. A bunch of people wrote to me letting me know that Def Leppard's coming here. It's funny. All I did was say, hey, I wonder if Def Leppard tours. Next thing you know, my inbox is filled with tour dates. They're playing in Englewood. Uh, what else? Eric Pasqua in Brazil. Look at that. I got a listener in Brazil who says, love your show, Jonesy, but your attempts at Portuguese are terrible. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> hey! at least I try, you know. I try to do the accents. I tried some New Zealand accent here. I don't know. Um, I thought I could do the New Zealand accent just because I've, um, I've seen a bunch of episodes of, uh, what was that musical duo? Flight of the Concords. So I just, I don't know, after seeing episodes of Flight of the Concords back in the day, I just felt like I could do a New Zealand accent. Brit. His, their manager would always go, now here, Brit. Listen, Brit. Okay. I also got somebody listening in Long Island. Danielle from Strong Island says Florida Fridays are my favorite. Thanks for starting my day with a laugh, Jonesy. Thank you, Danielle from Strong Island. I love my Long Island girls. Got that big hair still. (laughs) 
You still got that big hair, Danielle? So send me a picture of your big hair, you Long Island girl. We got some calls as well. Shout out to Michael from Iowa City. I'm going to publish his call along with a call from a new listener in West Virginia. She never left her name, but she was so she was so bubbly and I just adore her. Some blonde from West Virginia, apparently, whose husband's name is Tater and who also loves the show. So shout out to Blonde, Blondie and Tater in West Virginia. I hope you, I hope you, I said that right. It was, it was Tater, not Taylor, right? It sounded like Tater. I listened to it a couple times just to make sure I got the name of your, your man right. I'll publish that at the end. Uh, you guys can always call the show 646-450-2012. This outro has gone past five minutes, so I need to wrap it up. I'm just going to let you know that I just published three episodes, uh, three articles on the Patreon today. It's weird news that I came across, funny stuff. Um, that doesn't really fit the audio podcast because it's better seen on video. So I put them in the um, Weird AF News Patreon. Just a place I can dump all sorts of weird stuff that I come across that isn't suitable for the podcast. So you guys want to get that because this stuff is hilarious. Uh, so join the Patreon, patreon.com slash News, And for as little as $2 a month, which is like buying Jonesy a half a cup of coffee here in L.A., really, uh, that'll do it. that. Huh? Okay, sorry, that didn't come out right. You know what I'm trying to say. Join the Patreon. It doesn't cost much. You get extra content, and you get the, that good feeling in your belly that uh, you're supporting a daily weird news show that you get something out of, like a more enjoyable morning commute. Yeah. Hey, Jonesy. I'm one of your blonde weirdos from West Virginia, and I'm a new listener, and me and my husband, Tater, he has a stroke, and he's in a wheelchair, so... We stay in a lot, and we love your podcast, and we go to sleep with you every night. How about that? And <laughs> I'm new at calling podcasts, but, yeah, we love you a bunch, and maybe someday we'll join Patreon when we get financially more stable, but keep up the good work. You're great. Bye. Hey, it's Michael calling from Iowa City, Jonesy. I'm calling about the Oscar Mayer shoelaces that look like strips of bacon. Um, it's kind of a weird idea as far as I'm concerned. I guess that qualifies it for your show. But um, it's not a very good idea as far as I'm concerned because the shoelaces smell like bacon. And that sounds like something that is just going to attract your dog if you have a pet dog. And dogs are already known for chewing up people's shoes. Um, you know, I guess if you've got a very well-trained pet, they're not going to do that. But if your dog is rambunctious at all, that's a known thing that dogs like to chew on people's shoes. And I know their sense of smell is, I've heard, you know, like 400 times uh, as good as a human sense of smell. And I'm not sure what an artificial bacon smell actually smells like to a dog, but if it uh, is going to attract the dog in any way whatsoever to have bacon-scented shoelaces in your shoes, then I'm not sure you're going to want to have these laying around the house because, you know, the scent of the shoes, the human feet or whatever it is that attracts dogs to shoes is bad enough or good enough for the dog as it is without adding the scent of bacon to the shoes. So uh, if you've got a dog who's a problem shoe eater, 
you certainly don't want these laces into the sho- in the shoes adding to the problem. So that's just something that instantly occurred to me. So I'm not sure if that is something other people thought of or not. But anyway, uh, everyone take care and have a good weekend. Stay safe, everyone. Bye.